On today's show, Volkswagen takes the wraps off the RTN for the US, Hyundai reveals the specs for the hybrid and plug-in Sonata, and why some autonomous cars will still need a human inside. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Fiat made a few updates to the 500. All models are now standard with a 1.4-liter multi-air turbo engine, which puts out 135 horsepower. That's 34 more than last year's model. It's mated to a 5-speed manual with the option for a 6-speed automatic transmission. The Performance Abarth model comes with a more powerful version of the 1.4-liter turbo. It cranks out 160 horsepower and 183 pound-feet of torque. Other updates include a performance braking system and suspension, sport spoiler, and standard 16-inch aluminum wheels. The new 500 hits dealerships in the second quarter of the year. Hyundai just introduced the hybrid and plug-in hybrid versions of the Sonata. The hybrid is powered by a 2-liter 4-cylinder engine that's matched to a 6-speed automatic along with a 38-kilowatt electric motor. Its estimated fuel economy is 39 miles per gallon in the city, 45 on the highway, and 42 combined. The plug-in uses the same engine and transmission, but it gets a 50-kilowatt electric motor and a 9.8-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery pack. Its fuel economy numbers were not revealed, but its all-electric range is estimated at 27 miles. Both vehicles will be built in Korea. The hybrid goes on sale in the next month or so, while the plug-in will be available in the second quarter. Volkswagen is showing off the successor to the CC at the Chicago Auto Show. The all-new Arteon is based on the automaker's MQB modular platform and is longer, wider, and has more interior space than the outgoing CC. Power for the U.S. comes from a turbocharged 2-liter 4-cylinder engine that makes nearly 270 horsepower. It's paired with an 8-speed automatic transmission and optional all-wheel drive. An 8-inch infotainment screen is standard, and customers can also choose to upgrade to the digital cockpit. The all-new Arteon is expected to arrive at U.S. dealerships in the third quarter of this year. Still to come, Jaguar reproduces an iconic sports car. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. The Fast and Furious movie franchise has grossed over $1.5 billion worldwide, and it looks like police departments are reaping benefits from the movie, too. The New York Times analyzed traffic violation data, in particular the average speed over the posted speed limit, from a large county in Maryland from 2012 to 2017. It found that speed increased 20% for drivers who received speeding tickets on weekends after Fast and Furious movies were released. It also uncovered the percentage of drivers going more than 40 miles per hour over the limit nearly doubled and the speeding was concentrated to areas around movie theaters. So if you plan to go see the next F&F movie in a couple of years, leave your lead foot at home. You may remember a few years back when Jaguar started reproducing the iconic XKSS from the 1950s, which was a road-going version of the legendary D-Type race car. 
The automaker had planned on building 100 examples of the race car, but only completed 75. It will now make the other 25 models. The all-new D-types will be hand-built to authentic, original specifications, including the six-cylinder XK engine. The lucky 25 clients will be able to choose from 1955 specification short-nose or 56-spec long-nose bodywork. While the electric version of Hyundai's Kona crossover will be pretty impressive, word is starting to trickle out that the EV will have two powertrain options with a range of up to about 290 miles. That's only slightly behind the long-range Tesla Model 3 and easily beats out Chevy's Bolt EV. The Kona EV will be unveiled next month at the Geneva Motor Show. Coming up next, why some autonomous ride-sharing services will still need a human in the car. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. It's often assumed that once autonomous cars are ready for the public, that ride-sharing services will get rid of the human in the car. But on AutoLine this week, Marcy Cleavorn, the president of mobility at Ford, explains why there may be some instances when a person is still needed in a self-driving car. I'll, I'll go back to my non-emergency medical transport business. We have a driver in there obviously now driving our transit product and helping people get to medical appointments. And it's actually um, a growing demographic. It's about a seven to nine billion dollar business and growing because of the demographics. And even if that were to be an autonomous vehicle, you have to think about would you really want to eliminate the human because the human's playing an important role with those people. So it's, you have to be pretty thoughtful about the human element and I think that's something different that Ford's thinking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great point that you may not, in that instance, yeah. uh, you may not want to uh, eliminate a, a person in the car that can go and help. Yeah, it might be a different role. For more about Ford's mobility strategy, you can watch that entire discussion right now on Autoline.tv or you can find it on our YouTube channel. That's it for today. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.